I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. Of course, I am Trina, and this is my co-host, Kelly. Hello! (laughs) And we are here today interviewing an artist, designer, printer, and our friend, Tonya of Paper Poets. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome! (laughs) Uh, So, Tonya, tell us a little bit. Actually, Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest today? Yeah, for sure. I'll do a little a little intro. So Tanya has been importing decorative paper from around the world to incorporate into her designs since 1998. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's a long time in the industry. That's so cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Um, she creates... I know. That's so awesome. That's so great. Oh, my goodness. Um, think of all the stories that you have. Wow. Um, so she creates stationery with an unusual and eclectic collection of print equipment, including a lovely hand-fred letter presses dating all the way back to 1888, which when I read this, I totally nerded out. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, she's helped many of our clients with not only invitations, but all of their stationery needs, actually, including my friend from many years ago. So I feel like it's a very full circle that we get to know, I get to know you on a, on a more personal level so welcome this is so cool yeah thank you yeah a lot of my clients come word of mouth that's how most Mm -hmm. people meet me yeah yeah so uh uh, we'd love to hear how you got into stationery i know you have a background in microbiology so i'd love to hear the path that you got to this (laughs) versus something not so artistic Well, I don't know. Microbiology can be artistic. I think if you're a scientist, you got to be somewhat sort of. creative. Um, yeah. But yeah, my, my whole family is creative. Uh, we've always been active in the arts, painting, music, everything. But I think at some point, you never really think that you can make a career out of it. And, uh, yep. and I came to that point where I had to make a decision about what the company I was working with, where I was going to live and what I was going to do. And mm-hmm. And I wasn't really enjoying it anyway. So I just decided to yeah. take that leap that a lot of creatives make and say, you geez, can I actually do this? Um, and one, one of the things that I, that encouraged me or inspired me was when I was traveling and I traveled a lot around Europe and North Africa. Mm-hmm. And there's so many art supply stores and so many stationery stores that when you go into them, they have local handmade paper artists making things for them. And each one of them has different products that you would never find at one of the other stores. And when I came back to Canada, every art store had the same things. Um, stationery stores were barely existent. And if they were, they just sold big pens, you know, like they didn't seem to really yeah. this of stationery that you would see in other places. And uh, so it kind of, it, it inspired me to start importing those papers for, you know, stationary book arts, 
uh, paper artists of all different kinds. So that's kind of how we started. I had never really thought of it as a stationery store when I first opened it. I think I was thinking of it more as art supplies, but uh, I was in the middle of Bridal Row at the time where I was surrounded by bridal shops. And so I had all these women coming in, seeing these gorgeous handmade papers and wanting to make invitations out of them. And we really tried to encourage DIY invitations, but that is not for everybody. Right. We had so many people yeah, that they had these grand ideas, but they had no idea how to achieve them. And so we found ourselves starting to make things for people. And it just yes. evolved kind of organically from that. So kind, kind so of cool. Sometimes you just even, have to, yeah, you just kind of have to listen to your clients, too, and just sort of see what they want. You're like, wow, OK, I didn't know that was a thing, but we can do that for you. I mean, I think it's interesting that you say how you started off as DIY, because that's actually how my friend found you is that she was looking on bridal row for her bride or her wedding dress. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, yeah, she was just like, Oh yeah, I want to do, I want to do my invitations. And so it became like a, like a ladies night where we had, you know, some wine and we had all the, she's like, yeah, I just went to this place and uh, yeah, it's called paper poet. It's right on, on, was it Columbia? I think it was on Columbia at the time. Yeah. Right on the main, yeah, she's like, it's right on the main drag. And I went in there and I got all the supplies and now we're going to do it ourselves. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, here we go. So we, we ended up doing it and I have an absolute appreciation and respect oh for gosh, your craft because yes. lordy, yeah. lordy, that thing, it was, it's hard. You have no yeah. idea what you're doing and you're, you're a lot of, a lot of mess ups along the way. I did my invitations and I would never do them again. <laughs> like yeah, I, you know? it, I had my sisters and my cousins come over and we had this assembly line. My mom made shepherd's pie. It seemed fun at the time. And then after you stamp the hundredth like envelope, like, I'm so over this. And then of course <laughs> the addresses got mixed up. So I'm just like, oh, oh my no. God. Yeah. yeah. And, but then in the end we ended up changing our wedding venue and date. So I had to send it out digitally because I only had a month to get it out. <laughs> so yeah. oh it was goodness. rendered nothing. I don't even know where the invitation is now. It's somewhere. Oh, see, somewhere. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because yeah. that's part of the thing that yeah. I love about stationery is, you know, you got this little box somewhere that you keep in the attic and everything goes in there yes. and you pull yep. it out. And yep. It's mm -hmm. amazing what one little postcard or a wedding invitation, you pull it out, the, the memories that just come flooding back to you as those keepsakes, Absolutely. you know, it's I amazing. That. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's such a tangible so my, memory. Yeah, my cousin, who you know, Kate. Yeah. Yeah, she did a, a Mad Libs for people at the table to sit because we had a longer cocktail than normal. So I have that still because she created it and it was professional. <laughs> so yeah. that I kept. But the others, I'm like, ooh, these DIY invitations that cost me maybe $12 in total. It's like, no, it's not worth it. No, definitely. <laughs> so no. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was seven but years that, ago. Well, that's what we found. Like we, we started mm -hmm. like in 1998. Was, so we're looking at 20 something years ago. And we found the same thing that a lot of people just, you know, you, you think, oh, this will take a Saturday, me and a couple friends. And three weeks later, they spent twice as much money, spent a lot of time, don't like what they made. And, oh, and yes, yeah. Yeah. And I have to be honest, that wasn't good for business, right? That people DIYing and that's we're selling all yeah. these supplies. And then people are saying, oh, I had a miserable time doing it. So we, we did no, start doing sure. And, and it's funny because one of, one of the things that um, that's kind of coming up that in one of the questions that we were talking about earlier uh, was what was one of the favorite invites that I ever made. And it was an yeah. invite that kicked me off yeah. into making invitations for people. It was the very really? one I ever made. And I wasn't oh. doing stationery at all at the time. 
And I had a couple come in and they wanted something very, very different. And I was doing book arts at the time. So a lot of really fancy different kinds of binds and different ways of opening books and things. And they wanted something sculptural, like fine art that they could send in the mail. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of an, it was not Goodness. but an announcement. So it ended up being a pop-up of butterflies and they had, we used mylar oh for God. the wings. So they looked like stained Whoa. glass and it had to be very delicate. He didn't want it to look like a children's book, right? It was like, absolutely can't look yeah. like a children's book. It needs to look yeah. like a sculpture and it has to sit enough to mail. So we did it in Whoa. a pop-up. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm nerding oh, out right now. That oh is the gosh. coolest thing ever. Wow. So was this a totally yeah. collaborative though? Like, oh, Well, this is just it. This is what I found out about myself. And I, I didn't even, it's kind of one of those learning experiences was I think a lot of people as artists, you mm -hmm. sit at home alone, you design something, you work on things, you look for inspiration, you get creative blocks and you just kind of work through them. And then you throw a piece of art out there and hope that other people like mm -hmm. it. You know, you hope that it'll mm -hmm. set um, and this was one of the very first times where I actually made something that was commissioned like that, where I worked with the couple. I had to, I had these guidelines that I had to stay within what they wanted, uh, but I also had to kind of express my own style in it. Mm -hmm. And right. and I was getting paid to do it. It was like oh. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's so funny. Your first paid gig. Oh, You're like, ooh, I'm getting money like, to do yeah, something like, fun. I made it. Yeah, I actually like, made it. This is amazing. Yeah. Do you still have that invitation somewhere? I, you know, I had it for the longest time, um, but I don't have it anymore. We, I, for people yeah. who don't know, we've recently moved our shop. And uh, when I was packing up and moving, there was a few of those things yeah. I was looking for, and um, I they didn't make the move, unfortunately. So I, oh yeah. yeah, but I still know them, so I could probably end up getting of it. Yeah. Um, but oh. yeah, that's that's what got me into it is because suddenly I realized I like working with other people. I like the collaboration. Like you think at first people giving you these limitations mm -hmm. is going to be frustrating. Mm -hmm. And, but I found it the opposite. It actually makes you more mm -hmm. creative. And I remember yes. somebody, I was talking to somebody about it one time, one of my friends, and she said, Oh, isn't that what uh, Van Gogh or Da Vinci? I can't remember who said it, but you take away an artist's tools and then you see creative creativity. And that's, I, oh, I yes. Like the more limitations yes. that the client put on me, the more creative my ideas actually were. Because now you've got to think outside the box. And right. I've got to say, like, yes. in my store, I've been spoiled. I have over 400 different colors of papers. I have all different kinds of textures. And these papers all fold and bend and print differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're thinking, oh, I've got this entire world of, of paper at my disposal. And then somebody comes in and tells you, yeah, but I want you to use it in a way you've never used it before. You know, it actually yeah. makes you like, yeah, it's just, it was so exciting. Oh, and so that's, it yeah. kind of made me think, yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind that's more awesome. of this with people, right? So instead of just selling the paper for DIY, mm -hmm. we started engaging more and more in doing these special projects mm -hmm. with, with people and collaborating to make things. So I guess it's also taking on the challenge, right? Like I can do that. Like I can help you with that. I don't, I haven't done it yet, but I will do it. Well, <laughs> yeah. The answer is always yes. Like, How can I help? Right. So. Well, it's exactly. It's more like, what are the parameters? Because you're right. I mean, you could be, you could, you could do anything. And sometimes you need to know like, what do you like? What don't you like? And, and then from there you can be like, okay, so I have this circle I have to work within, but I can do anything within this circle and I can do something super cool and different with this circle, but I have to stay within this circle. 
And then you all of a sudden you're thinking of all these other things, mm-hmm. because if you're like, I could do anything anywhere in any shape or size, you can almost, you almost have like a weird sort of creative block. Cause you're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin because there's no starting mm-hmm. point. If that makes sense. There's no, like, there's no baseline for like, what do you, what are we doing? I know it's an invitation or an announcement, but like what, like it could be anything. It could be a, a butterfly, <laughs> which is so cool. Yeah. And you're trying to think of where, where do you start? You, you do, you start, where, where do you start? But most people have an idea already of the style, their own personal style. Sometimes yes. in the beginning, it was talking to people and just learning a little bit about them to get a feel for their style. Um, today, it's a very, very different world because now people come in with their Pinterest boards and their mood boards of pictures of things that they like um, instead of, you know, talking to people to figure out what they like. So it is a little bit different now. Um, I found that years ago, people didn't really know what they wanted. They just wanted something that was unique to them. But now, because people look at these millions of pictures online all the time, they start to focus in, but they also get very confused and overwhelmed. So it's kind of up to someone like me to start getting rid of the stuff, not so much saying, oh, this is what we're going to work. For me, it's almost you know digging through it and going, okay, well, let's get rid of this, let's get rid of this, and 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 kind of limit their Pinterest to a couple of pictures instead of a few thousand. You know, that's so that that's I feel sometimes my job now is the opposite of what it started. Before I was given limitations and I had to grow from it. Now I have this, this like bring it in globalization of design from <laughs> to deal with, and something that somehow now I have to get rid of the things to kind of get to the bare bones of what really suits the couple that you're working with. So it's kind of strange how it's flipped around like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's amazing. Well, I mean, we, we Mm -hmm. brought you to the design series really just to sort of, to talk about the importance of design and stationary, you know, with the overall wedding. And, and we are, as we're learning, as we've been working with you more and more, seeing how integral it is to the Mm -hmm. overall sort of storytelling of a wedding. And because it really is kind of like that, that intro to, an event, wedding or private event or corporate or whatever it is, having that, that sort of initial announcement or that invitation. It's really kind of the beginning of this, this journey to, to so excitement, you know? So um, maybe it really does set the tone. So maybe, maybe you can kind of take us through the process of when a couple kind of initially connects with you and what that design process looks like. Like we've picked up the phone, Tanya, please help me. What, what are the first kind of things that you kind of help them with? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it is a little bit different for different people, um, just because there are so many budgets out there. So, of course, some people come in and, you know, you hate to say it, but if you have a restricted budget, you have restricted choices. Um, but I'd like to say there is always something for everybody, right? Like, that's the nice yeah, thing. That there's always something for everybody. So it depends on what their restrictions are. If the restrictions are budget, yeah. we look right away, we kind of look at things you know, we'll eliminate some things like, oh, die cutting and letterpress and all those types of things are things that are heavy, heavy labor intensive. Uh, and we'll look at more of design elements and color. Um, if it's something that they really want. I just got a call from a client a few, a few days ago. She's starting a new company, but we did her wedding years ago. And she and I didn't do the caricatures, but we printed them for her. But she had some caricatures done up of her and her husband. Uh, in different outfits for different aspects of their wedding. So the engagement party, oh, fun. The wedding, to the after party ceremonies and stuff like that. And we use them on the various pieces of stationery. Um, so, you know, it's like everybody has their, a different approach to the, to the wedding. 
So I find it's, it's really hard to say, oh, well, I sit them down and I try to get this information from them. I think everybody who walks through the door, it, it's actually a little bit different. You just kind of let the flow happen naturally, just like a conversation like we're having. And you let it see where yeah. it takes you. And then, you know, of course, they're looking at papers and samples while they're here. But at the same time, I think it's more the conversation that guides you more so than, again, the Pinterest or the samples that they're looking at. When in your opinion, how can stationery set the tone for the wedding day? Because it is the first tangible piece of the wedding that guests get even before the day. So how can, why is it important and how can it continue on in the storytelling of the wedding itself? Because it is the first tangible thing you receive. And, you know, it's something that they had in their hands and it's crossed the miles and it's arrived in your hands and you're opening it up like a gift. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, when you see it for the first time, it does create an expectation or an anticipation for the event. And I think also it's a keepsake. Mm-hmm. It's that thing that you will look back at years later and just pulling it out and just a, usually even just a quick glance at it. You'll say, oh, my God, yeah, do you remember so-and-so? And it just, again, the memories that flood back. A lot of people say they don't keep <laughs> wedding invitations, but I don't know. It seems like everybody I know has all of them. That I have. Yes. I have totally kept my friend's wedding invitations. I have to say, I, because I, I totally agree with what you're saying with this. I think it's a, because it's such a tangible thing, but I don't think we get real mail anymore. The only mail I get is a bill and it sucks. No. Um, so I would no. way rather get like when I get an actual Ew. invitation and you open it up and it's, it's beautifully designed. I think what you call the die cut where they have like, it's, it's, um, it's got like the cutouts in there, or even if it's you use the letter press with that, just beautiful look on, you just open it up and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, my, my so-and-so is getting married. And then I'm so excited. And you just, you just begin, like, I've got goosebumps just thinking about an imaginary wedding that I may or may not go to this summer. You know, like you just, it's just, it's the anticipation. It's like, it's so exciting. So I just said, it's the specialness of getting something like that. We used to write letters all the time Mm -hmm. and we used to take a lot of care in having personal stationery and our penmanship and all those Mm -hmm. things. And we don't have that anymore. So receiving those special events of those different milestones in life and getting something in the mail from them and something that you can Mm -hmm. keep long-term, I think that it is Mm -hmm. special. It's, it's one of those, you know, It's, it's, it, to me, it, it does go beyond photographs sometimes because it's, it, ha, it has yes. memories attached to it that sometimes the photographs are in addition to, but those things can hold that photo, the, those memories in ways mm-hmm. I think that a lot of other things can't. So you're not just sending somebody That's an true. invitation with a time and a date on it. You know, you're sending them a little piece mm-hmm. of friendship and, and mm-hmm. family. Like you don't make stationery unless you're sharing something with someone. Like that's the whole point. Yes. You know, so that's how I see it is that you're sharing something with somebody. So if you can stylize it and make it as pretty as possible, why not? (laughs) Right. We love it. Um, So follow up question to that is that uh, when you're going through the design process with the couple, do you talk to them about uh, their likes and their dislikes in terms of personality or photos? Or do you ask for things like, what does your dress look like? What does your bouquet look like? A combination. I would say a lot of times when they come in, we just start chatting and we see which way the conversation goes. And sometimes people will start talking just about things they like, like say now with the weather nicer and they talk about, oh, I love camping. And and yes, our wedding is going to have more of a West Coast rustic theme. And you kind of just get an idea for their personalities through conversation a bit. And then, you know, then you do start talking a little bit about where is your venue? 
what kind of decor are you hoping to have? And you do want it all to tie together because you do want that flow of consistency that just kind of makes everything look that little bit polished, you know? So if they, if I can get pictures from their vendors, I'll do that. You know, if they tell me, Oh, my florist is ruffled rose. Hell, I'll call them and say, Hey, what, what kind of, you know, mood board are you creating for these guys? And they'll send me photos and I will work with those photos and create something. Yeah. So that all does. Yeah. Well, just, it just kind of makes it cohesive, right? And that's what you want. You know, I think a lot of times Uh people go to a wedding or any event, like you said, it could be a corporate event, could be a wedding, could even just be a birthday party. And they, they walk away going, wow, that was amazing. But they don't really, they can't put their finger on why. Why was it so amazing? And then there's other people who go in and they notice every little detail. And they're like, well, I can tell you why it was amazing. Mm-hmm. They, it's like you, you're different personality yeah. types and they all pick it out. But I think a, an amazing event, yeah. everybody notices. Whether they notice why it was amazing or whether they can't really put their finger on it, mm-hmm. they always notice it. Yeah. And like with yeah. you guys working with so many vendors, if you can bring all those details together so it has that natural mm-hmm. flow where it doesn't feel forced, mm-hmm. I think that's when mm-hmm. it feels like it just kind of got pulled together in the perfect way. And Absolutely. that's why I do. Absolutely. I do try to find out what some of the other things, some of the other vendors they're working with. I do ask them a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, that they're, they're decorators or you know, like you said, what their dress looks like, things like that, and try to get a feel yeah. for it. And if I yes. can tie that together in their stationary set, I absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I came in to see you and we ended up getting onto the topic of announcement yes. cards and about how you mm-hmm. used to do them all the time and that all of a sudden it kind of phased out a little bit. So can you maybe explain what the difference between um, an announcement card versus a save the date versus the an actual invitation? invitation? And if you had to pick between them, like you know, which, which one makes like, do you, why, why would you need all of them? Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. They were all used for different purposes. Um, so when I, again, this is kind of more traditional and things do change in different cultures are, are, you know, handle things a bit differently, but I found that save the dates used to only go to people who had to travel. They didn't go to all your guests. They went to those guests who had to make that extra effort or had to apply for a visa or, you know, had to save up a heck of a lot more money than someone else in order to be able to come to your wedding. And that's why it was sent out a year in advance. They have to book time off work. They have to book travel. They have to get their documents in order. And so save the dates were often sent. Yeah, they were sent to people who needed that time to prepare. And I mean, they're considered a very beautiful thing because it's like saying, I so badly want you here that I'm preparing a year in advance just so you can come to my wedding. So receiving a save the date was something really, really, you know, heartspoken. And it was very meaningful. So I think today it has a different appeal. Now it's kind of more like, hey, everybody's got busy, chaotic lives. So I just want you to make sure that you get this on your calendar before you put something else there. I don't think it's necessarily as heartfelt a piece of stationery as it might have been a few years ago. And uh, same, same with the, the announcement. The announcement went out when there was a lot of people, especially here in the Lower Mainland, where there's so many relatives from all over the world. You know, we're not all living in the mm-hmm. same area anymore. So many of us have family spread out across the world. Mm-hmm. And, and especially if they knew that people could not attend. Then an announcement, kind of like now, where a lot of people can't attend weddings, those announcements went out to people. Usually they included yeah. photographs of the bride and groom. 
And they went out saying that, yes, we've gotten married and we wanted you to be part of that. And we wanted to let you know, and here's, you know, sharing some of the, the things that happened that day with some photos that you might've included in that package. But the announcement was almost more of a care package that you sent out to those people who couldn't make it on that day. So again, it was a very heartfelt sentiment to send out to somebody who, you know, you really wanted them to be part of your wedding, but for whatever reason they couldn't be. So these announcements were sent out and announcements were used in other ways too. Sometimes it was more of kind of a, a social thing where it's like that, almost, you know, family pride where it's like, oh, we're going to do this major announcement. And sometimes even that engagement party or whatever else that goes along with it um, for that social status where that, that those two families are getting together and they, you know, you're kind of happy and in the yeah. throes of love and, 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 the, and you just kind of want the whole, world to know about it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's like, it's like page six on like sex in the city where like you'd whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever, I don't know what magazine that was. It, and they always talk about it like on sex in the city, for example, where you're like on page six, like who's recently engaged and blah, blah, blah. And you're, they were always mad. Cause it was always like an ex-boyfriend getting married or something, but that's where it was. It was a little bit of like almost <laughs> bragging rights a little where you would be telling everybody this too. But do you, but do you find with the announcements now, especially during COVID for, because of course we're so limited in the amount of people that we can have at a ceremony. Mm-hmm. Cause right now we're only allowed to have 10 people, um, for the ceremony that doing an announcement card with, you know, the photo of the couple and being, you know, like, thank you so much for your love. We really wish you could have been there by the way we got married kind of thing. Like, are you finding that some people are maybe shifting to that? Or maybe they just don't even know that that's an option that maybe is like, Hey, you guys could, should consider doing something like this. Cause you know, if you're not doing a reception, this is nice. It is an option. And it's a lot of thing. It's a thing that a lot of people Mm -hmm. haven't thought of. I think right now, a lot Mm -hmm. of people think it's almost rude to send an announcement saying, Hey, we got married and you weren't there. Um, this is again, it's like when you're sending them something, it means that you're thinking about them and you would have preferred to have them here, but since they can't be here, here's, you know, this is, we decided Mm -hmm. to go ahead and anyway yeah. it's it's kind of announcing what your plans were um and again, or an engagement right. announcement too where you know again you've got the wedding announcement or the engagement announcement sending out an engagement announcement mm-hmm. now isn't necessarily you know that social page page six kind of thing it yeah i think that I, hey we are engaged yeah. but we don't know when we're going to get married yet because of this but we wanted you to know that we are engaged and you know in the future we're looking yeah. forward to this kind of event so it, I feel like I feel like yeah, Facebook has kind of robbed the whole announcement card thing because yes. I mean I was guilty of doing yeah. it too. Like I was I yeah. joked as soon as I was getting engaged, I was like, I'm taking a billboard out because I waited a little <laughs> it's been a long time coming. So I always joked about that, but I feel like, you know, as soon as people get engaged, the first thing they do is pop it up on social media. So it's almost like it sort of takes away a little bit mm-hmm. from that. So it becomes a very sort of digital announcement. But I think there's still something really lovely about sending it to like a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle that doesn't yeah. have social media or something. Yeah, I just I think people really underestimate the power of of stationery and how how much it really does make you feel. Yeah. It is a feel thing. Even you, know? if you, do, you feel you feel included. Yeah. You feel Even if you do have social media, it's still kind of like mm-hmm. I don't want to say it meanly, but in one ear and out the other. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't have yeah, that same scroll, sentiment, yeah. that same feeling to it as, as when you actually, Absolutely. you know, get together or send them yeah. something that's a little bit more mm-hmm. tangible that you can hold on to and say, oh my God, they are, they're engaged or, oh, they got married. And, you yeah. know, it's, 
it's, it's, yeah, it, I don't know how to put it because like I said, I have this romanticized version of maybe like those letters from Victorian times that people keep wrapping. I know. <laughs> I just keep thinking, yes. I keep thinking Bridgerton yes. right now where I'm like, how many letters did that yes. chick get in that friggin' eight episodes? Yeah. Like she got a lot of letters. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but I love, see, I was, I loved, I love Jane Austen and I, I was obsessed with Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice and watching those when I was in high school. So, and we, my sister and I, we like a fully, fully nerded out where we learned how to like tea stain paper and we were ripping the pages and we we're like writing to each other because it was so romantical. And that's what you did when you were 13 yeah. and you were not dating. Um, anyway. <laughs> I totally grew up with boys. There's no way that flew. I knew all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles names and I played baseball. Okay. Like, I'm lucky I grew up to be a woman. Okay. But you know what? Like, I just, we just loved, we loved doing that. And then, of course, everything became digital and it was emails and it was this, that, and the other. And it was great. But I think you're really right about when you say that it is in one ear and out the other. Like, nobody absorbs information in the same way anymore. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Somebody else got engaged no. or, oh, yeah. Somebody else got married or like nobody. Mm-hmm it doesn't phase people anymore where when you look at something like I have to print things out so that I can edit because Mm -hmm. I can't look at a screen and edit because you just don't absorb the information in the same fashion. And I think it's true with this, even, you know, even with a, with an invitation, Mm -hmm. I think you have to have it in front of you and then you put it on your fridge and you're like, yay, it's so many days left. And then you you know, you get to be part of all the other fun festivities that are associated with the wedding, you know? And so it's, Mm -hmm. It's a build up for the couple, but it's a build up for you as a guest. Be like, ooh, what table are we gonna sit at? Ooh. <laughs> you know, I, have, I had a neighbor <laughs> who had tons and tons of parties. And this is gonna sound strange, but she was a single mother. She had just come to Canada. She was an immigrant. She was studying English and trying to upgrade her nursing degree so she could actually work here. At the same time, she was working at Tim Hortons. And if you're out there listening, I, I love you and I respect you. And she was recognize this story but um all these parties and and they would slip handwritten invitations under our door and they i mean we were right across the hall and they wouldn't just email us or say hey we have this event no they would slip handmade invitations under my door and i asked her one time i was like how do you do it how do you have so many parties you're working two jobs you're going to school you've got a kid and she said well you know that's just it you've got so much stress in life that you need the balance. You need to offset it with something. You need to be able to say, oh, that was before so-and-so's birthday, but before kindergarten graduation. And you just need to mark these milestones in your life with something. Mm -hmm. And and that's, yeah. yeah. And I I don't know. That's how I think why I love stationery so much. It's because it it does. It marks those Mm -hmm. milestones in your life. So like you're saying, it's not just a quick Mm -hmm. flip of the screen and it's gone actually have it in their hands and it's it's not just oh do you did you remember did you get that email or did you see that post no it's actually in your hands right yeah yeah absolutely I actually had uh, a friend of mine um like they were like the first people that we met when we moved out west and um they uh family friends and their son um was living in the states in the southern states and his wife um his now wife is um she's mexican and they uh were handing out the invitations because that's what they did like you didn't you didn't even mail the invitation you actually walked over to your person and was like i am personally hand in like hand delivered inviting you to my event and so um when his mom they were coming over for for a dinner or something i was was still living at home at the time 
And she came over and she walked right up to my mom and gave my mom the invitation. She's like, you were cordially invited to my son's wedding in, in the States. And I was like, ah, oh, I really want to go. Um, we couldn't, we couldn't go for, for money reasons, but it was such a lovely, like, she's like, yeah, that's what you do. You hand, you, you hand deliver Thought. this because yeah. I, I'm so like, you are chosen to be at this, at our special day. And I think people forget that too. Like you are selecting these people to be part of your reception. Mm-hmm. You have been hand chosen. It was you and someone else and you made it because I want you there more than the other person. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, I'm paying for for your your dinner, not for their steak, you know? And I think also too, um, especially with how we're so limited in how many people we can have at at our, you know, the ceremonies, you can only do 10 right now in in BC, you know, other provinces are a little different and even parts of the state where you're like, we can only have 20 people. You are hand selected. That's how much I love you. I want you there. And I think, I think it's so important just to be like that little extra, here's a keepsake. Cause you're right. It is a keepsake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, you were thinking of them. I never thought of it that way as I'm very digital. I'm just like, yeah, I just send it on the email. But if someone sent me something handwritten or put together, like for example, my baby shower, uh, my brother-in-law's girlfriend, who was somewhat newish to the family, she hand wrote and drew this beautiful, piece of like card for uh, my son and I was like this yeah. is so nice like it wasn't expensive but she just took the time to like handwrite it and draw this little picture yeah. on it and I thought yeah. oh that's so cute and so I always like yeah, I love it that. that is something we've learned <laughs> yeah. a little bit over the years with with email because that is something that you think like, I, I grew up very rural very very rural so our yes (laughs) i remember you telling me this (laughs) our school was done through correspondence and everything was mailed to victoria we lived through the sears the sears catalog for clothes and stuff and every person mailed things to you so when the mail came it was just this incredible excitement and you kind of Yes. knew it was coming but then when you got something you weren't even expecting those surprises like you're saying Torino you get something in the mail that's mm-hmm. so thoughtful and it was just yeah. like oh my god and you know sometimes it's just a postcard that just says yeah. miss you on it you know it's not like there was yeah, a yeah. grand you know expense yeah. involved or or a hand drawing or anything it's just that simple little thought where it's a miss you on the back of a postcard yeah. and it's just oh my gosh it's some of the most meaningful forgot, right it's I so true. So true. Yeah. Anticipation absolutely. turning on my computer and looking at my email. Like I don't know. Just right. Yeah. Kind of, you know, emotions. So it's, it's so true. It's so true. Have you, it's so you're true. like, Ooh, what kind of email am I going to get today? And you're like, no, it's just all spam. I'm yes. just delete, 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 all delete, delete. Yes. And you're like, Ooh, there's a nice, but, but even yeah. emails, like I don't even get like a handwritten, you know, like an email from like my, my aunt's so great at that. She'll always update the family because they used to, they used to mail. Now they're like, what's oh, just faster. I'll just send an email and blast it out to everybody. And it's just faster. And it's just, it's immediate. Right. But I think again, it comes down to the anticipation kind of circling back to what a wedding is all about. I mean, I was, and I I talked about this in a a previous podcast about like the six A's of events and anticipation is one of those things where they talk (laughs) about where you're getting your invitation and it's like, this is setting the tone. And when you are being, when you are able to like match it up with the rest of the decor and the dress and all that stuff, like you're getting a, a, like a little sample of what's going to happen, like what to look forward to, like what to expect, you know? So I think I think it's so important to be able to still remember and include that in there. So don't don't take it don't don't take advantage of that or don't don't uh, miss that opportunity. Well, sure. and like you said earlier, thought of you that they actually sent it to you. You know, I think a lot of mm-hmm. forget yep. that side of it that you know you were yep. specifically chosen to be part of this wonderful day. So yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. So now my question leads to say, okay, our listeners are usually brides and grooms, and um, maybe they're on the fence about doing a DIY versus getting a professional like yourself to help. (laughs) So what do you see is uh, sometimes an issue or a problem when they go the DIY route? Because often it's kind of giving up time versus money. That's how we say, like, go with a professional if you don't want to lose all that time. But I know for me specifically, my spelling is awful. I was a French immersion kid. So I learned French before I learned English. So uh, yeah, I think just spelling yeah. alone would be one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta redo the 100 invitations. What have you found? <laughs> I think it's a personality type. It's a personality type that can take on DIY and enjoy it. Because the last thing you want to do is kind of what I heard from both of you right at the beginning is you don't want to be at the end of the process of your invitations and look at them and hate them. And your memory of that invitation was making mistakes and having to go to the store three times and buy more paper. And then the envelopes you wanted came the wrong color and, you know, everything just kind of fell apart and your invitations were not fun and you don't want to have that as part of your memory. And, you know, but this, all of this, what you just said, this. (laughs) And, and, there's choice out there. There's choice. If if you don't have a large budget, there's obviously your choice is going to be minimized a bit, but there's still beautiful selections that you can do. And, and then, you know, if you do have the budget where you want to make that grand fine art piece that you want everybody to have as a memory of your wedding, you can do that too. But the last thing you want is to have bad memories associated with any part of your wedding mm-hmm. and messing things up. making, like you said, grammatical errors or completely omitting information totally from your invitation because you didn't like, oh, I didn't think I needed to put that in. Um, There's there's lots of weird mistakes that people make. Um, And uh, something that's, again, a newer thing that I've seen too is there's a lot of samples online that word things in ways that maybe they weren't really thinking through what it meant Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of wording sometimes that the people still might want to use them. It's up to them. But I see a lot of things that just quite aren't right. <laughs> and people don't yes. think about it that much. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I guess that like we all have pet peeves probably in our. <laughs> 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 but one yes, we do. <laughs> is when I see together with my families, we invite you. Because I'm thinking, well, who are you inviting? You're inviting your family, a lot of family members, right? So when you're saying family, who do you mean? So for me, again, maybe because I've been doing this for so long, families to me means when you've been married before and you've got kids and you've got kids and you're uniting these two families, you're together with our families, we invite you. That's my idea of that meaning. Maybe some older people have that same idea of the meaning. But we see that a lot on wedding invitations now when the couples don't have prior families. And so then it would usually be together with our parents is more typical for that. So there's little wording things or Mm -hmm. semantics that there's so many samples online that people grab them without maybe understanding how they would be interpreted by their guests. Yes. I have to tell, oh my gosh, yes, that totally makes sense because um, um, a friend of mine is a wedding planner as well. She was a wedding planner and uh, she used to tell me this all the time. She said, I would see invitations that would be like a reception to follow. But if your address is at the church, say for example, your address is at a church and then you're having a reception at um, at a different location and you say reception to follow, you're going to have people pulling up chairs at the church being like, where's my meal? And you're like, uh, like, so, so even just wording like that is, it seems, um, it seems 
uh, minimal and benign. And you're like, oh, I didn't even think that was the thing, but you're confusing people. The invitation is directions. Like I remember before GPS, yeah. you had the invitation with you and you brought it to the mm. wedding because yes. it had the address on it. It literally had directions on it. It gave you information about where you were going and what was happening and what the timing was and all that sort of stuff. So with the things that people are introducing now for you, their receptions and the signage and all that stuff, it's not, you don't need it as much anymore, but it was an integral piece of the day. It was your map. Oh, um, as a guest, I always got mixed up with the ceremony time starts. And so I always encourage our couples to really yes. state the obvious. Come at 2 o'clock for a 2.30 ceremony because oftentimes a guest would say, 2 o'clock ceremony, okay, so I show up at 1.30 or do I show up at 5 to 2 and then it starts at 2.30? Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know. So that was always something I hated trying to figure out. It's like, yes. when, when does it yes. start? <laughs> like there's always a grace period, always. And you know, some venues don't even let you in mm-hmm. on that grace period. But right? it's so, so it's so true yeah, you're saying yeah, though about yeah. the wording. It's so important. There's there's little things like that. And and I think what we run into again here is that there's a lot of multicultural events. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes couples are trying to navigate through creating their own unique ceremony out of two different cultures. Mm-hmm. which sometimes can be mm-hmm. successful depending on the family, sometimes not. And, <laughs> you know, I'm not yes. a family counselor, but every now and again, I offer some advice. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet yeah. you do. You gotta like sit yeah. down. Same with we'll us. have a conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. you actually helped us with, um, with uh, a multi-ethnic wedding a that we had um, in yeah. last August, actually. Beautiful invitations. But I actually learned That's something really from you when you were explaining to me how um, – how the invitation was to be laid out. So I think you ended up doing, you did one invitation, well, you did two invitations because one was because they had to stream people in. So it was like, um, you're invited to our ceremony being streamed in. There was the information for that. And then there was also a separate invitation for people that were actually able to be present at the ceremony and the reception itself. But because they were, he was South Asian, you were, you had actually brought up the point that um, in the South Asian community, when you're creating that invitation, um, it's, it's how the parents are included in the initial invitation. Yes. And I thought that was so interesting because going back to the whole like with our family, well, what does that mean? Yes. So I thought that was such an interesting, I I learned something. I was like, that's really cool. I didn't know that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Every culture has its own specific things that they they usually do. And that's what we find is, you know, some people are very aware of them. Um, There's usually with, with Filipino families, they usually always have what they call a nuptials card, which lays out the wedding party and what they call sponsors and different people involved in their wedding party, where in other cultures, that's given as a program at the church when you enter the church rather than with the invitation. So there's different ways that people do things. So sometimes what I found, and I think the reason why we start to discuss these with couples is because when we first started, and in all honesty, I didn't know all these cultures, you would do something, we'd sit down with a couple, we would do all this work, and then all of a sudden the couple would come back to me and say, oh man, we showed it to our parents, and whoa, did we ever get a talking to, you know, we're not doing this right, doing that right. And they're saying, I didn't think my parents cared, but now all of a sudden we have to redo all this work that we've already done or reprint certain things. So a lot of times I will say to people like, this is a bit of a checklist. Just, you know, the wedding is not always just about the bride and groom. Sometimes it is about a lot of other family members. We say that. Sometimes it's just the family. (laughs) And that's. We say that a lot. We say. It's just their wedding as much as theirs. Like we want it to, but as time goes on, it's like, 
as a parent, I put the effort and time into making yes. that human being you're marrying. I'm going to be part of his freaking day. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how and I feel about it. Yeah. Just as excited and enthusiastic about it as, oh, as the bride yeah. are, you know, so including mm-hmm. them in some of that decision making is not, I think, necessarily people being pushy or, or having traditions that seem antiquated. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, giving them a little bit back for what they've given to you. Right. So it's yeah, a little sure. just yeah. opening it up for discussion anyway, so that there's no hurt feelings. And it sounds really odd that there can be hurt feelings around invitation wording, um, but not including family, personal Anything you know, goes. names. Yeah. Anything yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a wedding a couple weeks ago and there was a big thing about boutonnieres and they what? the couple told us everybody yeah. needs one and we said we'll make no it happen problem. it's a 50 dollar we'll fee yeah. it's yeah. not a big deal <laughs> right it's like diy if you're going to have a lot of time that you're going to spend on this pick the ones that you really think you that really need your time and for the other ones let someone else mm-hmm. take care of it like you really it Absolutely. really does help if you can feel confident to let someone else take care of certain things mm-hmm. and i i feel that that's mm-hmm. hopefully what i can do for a lot of people is they come in and like in invitations are just this gamut of, of pictures that they've seen online and they don't even know where to start. And I'd like them to be able to leave my shop thinking, okay, that's checked off the list. We can go on to the next. <laughs> I feel good. That's, that's so good. <laughs> yes. care of by someone else. And, you know, it might be the invitations. It might also from then be the reception signage, whatever else is needed. It's already done in their minds because now they have somebody else working on it for them. And, you know, they, they see proofs and stuff. So there's a trust there that, you know, you, you've gained over the time. And it's just, it's just a stress. It helps, you know, relieve some stress that there's someone else working with you. It's a collaboration. You know, you don't feel like you're stuck doing it all alone. There's just that one more person in, in the list of people that are helping you with your wedding that you can call if you need something. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've had people do that. Just call me out of the blue and, and say, hey. Uh, I know you helped us with your invitations, but since you're in the wedding industry, do you know a good caterer? Do you know a good cake maker? And, you know, if they are struggling in other places, if you've built up a good rapport with them, they trust Mm -hmm. you and they come to you for other things, you know? So it's, and uh, you guys must see that all the time, obviously, because you work with Mm -hmm. so many vendors, but uh, (laughs) that's where it's, it's just good to know that there's someone else in your court with you, you know, and that's, you're not alone in this, you're not alone. We're, we're all a team. Yeah, we succeed as a team exactly. and we fail as a team, right? No matter what happens. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, where can we find you? Give us your social handles, your internet. How can people get a hold of you yes. if they want to start the journey of designing their stationery? I yes. just want to throw that out there. Very important because, as you guys know, we recently moved. And yes. since we were rest for over 20 years I was so afraid that people were going to go by and go oh they, they're gone it's like yeah but we're not totally right it just yes. so our address is 20239 Industrial Avenue in Langley and uh, at paperpoet.ca or www.paperpoet.ca and the best email to get me at is ask an expert at paperpoet I'm checking that constantly and the phone number 604-517-1700 because some people do still answer their phones whenever they can. And if you like to talk to somebody yes. other than just, you know, sending out messages here and there, I try to answer my phone whenever I'm not with someone already. That's so awesome. please call. So good. I love so it. Yes. 
So do you, yeah, would you encourage people to make an appointment to come in? Because I love coming to your office or your space because you have an entire wall of colors and you can literally like look at the colors. It's so great. You can touch it. I, I think it's a different experience when you come in, when you're, when you're looking yes. at things online, again, it's, it's a little bit different than when you come in and you're working with somebody. Uh, there is a, this is a very tactile business. You know, you've got so many different Absolutely. textures and it really does, I think, make things a lot clearer. It's like, I, I get this all the time, like, why is this this price? And why is that that price? Really hard to tell online. But when you're yeah. in the shop, and you're feeling them, you can instantly say, oh, my God, yeah, I can understand that this is a more expensive paper for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It feels different. Mm -hmm. It looks different. It prints mm -hmm. different. And you can see those differences much more in person than you can exactly. in a picture online. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. And then of course, just understanding that that's why there is a, such a price difference between of things yeah. and, and then tweaking your price. It's like, okay, I really like this expensive one, but how can I make that fit my budget? There's usually ways, you know, if you, again, if you come in the, I think the worst thing is to email a company like mine, any company like mine and say, how much is that picture on your website? And then they throw out a yeah. price that's way more than your budget. So you walk away from that company. And that's probably Absolutely. one of the worst things you can do because that picture on their website is what somebody else chose, or it was a promotional piece that they did to promote their business. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that that's representative of all their pricing. So, you know, Absolutely. sometimes it's, it's, I think better to say, okay, I like a lot of the, the styles that this person has on their website. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I'm going to talk to them and see if they have something in my budget is probably a better way of doing it than just asking for prices. And I found that over the last few years, I just yes. get bombarded with emails asking for prices. And I always, always like to, you know, throw back. It's like, well, that's all fine and wonderful, but what's your budget? You know, tell what me you want to stay yes. with. Yeah. Do our best to stay within that, or we'll offer you something that's in that style that you want to work with. But asking for a price from any vendor without, mm -hmm. you know, following up with mm -hmm. them later is, is not the best way you're going to get what you want. I think it's a lot exactly. smarter to say, hey, I have a budget that I'm trying to stay within, but I really like this certain design you have. Is there anything we can do to, to make that happen? Yeah, so I think you should be together. choosing a yeah. vendor based on their overall artistic style that it matches with yours rather than just hitting them with the price mm -hmm. right up front. Mm -hmm. and, and I actually just got a thing in the mail from Shopify, which I'm not on Shopify, but I just got this thing on Shopify that said, <laughs> if you want customers, make sure your prices are clear and might let them see your prices. And it's like, yeah, but again, there's certain products, like I think dresses, you know, you can't feel yeah. the fabrics. They can take an amazing picture of a dress, but if you can't see or touch those fabrics up close, you have no idea what you're no actually idea. getting. No idea. You, know? you, almost, and, you almost need like a, like a baseline starting price. Like you're looking at on average, starting at five dollars for the for the complete set of like the, your invitation blah 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 blah. it could go up as high as 15 or it could be as low as two dollars but when you think of a two dollar set it's pretty basic and you're not you know like if that's all you can afford then that's okay but you're you know it's really going to be limited in the types of paper you're choosing the type of envelope you're choosing mm -hmm. the design itself like it's a one pager versus you know you want to spend a little bit more money and you can do the die cut you can do all these things you can mix and match your color you know you can do all that sort of stuff but you're right it is such a it's such a tangible thing you need to come in feel the paper be, touch, touch it feel it. the paper yes. because i have had clients that have said to me that because they've done it online and they're like hail mary is hitting mm -hmm. send being like god i hope the paper is great i don't even know and they're like oh wow i wish mm -hmm. the paper was a different 
like texture. I yeah. wish it was a little bit like, I wish texture, it was a thicker color, cardstock. I yeah. wish it was just, it just feels, cause it just feels so more luxurious. You know what I mean? Versus yeah, just yeah. like the paper from Staples. Always, like what's the difference, yeah. you know? And I, you know, it was, it was a really funny thing. Cause when we first got into the business with all the imported papers that we have, I really thought, oh, this will never be one of those businesses that is successful online. This is my own naivety, but I thought, oh, <laughs> because we have people coming in matching swatches of color and colors are so important we would have people coming in spending hours multiple times uh on the weekend spent you know coming in multiple wow. weeks i mean and choosing colors um because we do have so many colors right so they would be so coming many. in carefully <laughs> choosing yeah. their colors and i thought if people are this particular about the colors and textures how could you possibly do this kind of business online you know, because yeah. again, people can't see right. that accurately online mm -hmm. and it has turned changed now online. And I think what's happened is in that transition of going online is you've lost so much uniqueness, so much diversity. You know, everything yeah. online yeah. is cookie cutter now. It's so the same true. few designs yeah. that yeah. everybody yeah. picks yeah. up and throws out there. And you've kind of lost that mm -hmm. really uh, incredible diversity that every single bride and groom had a different looking invitation. And I do hope that that can come back, yes. you know, because that's the one thing that I think we forget about globalization is when it happens, it's like, oh, I'm seeing everything in the world all at the same time. And you can see things in Japan and Singapore and, and Texas or wherever you're seeing yeah. them from. And, you know, where at one point you would never have seen Japanese paper unless you had gone to Japan and things were very unique and different. Right. And so I think that's one thing we've lost with, with shopping online is that it's made to be as quick and easy, as simple as possible. Your paper choice is white, white or white, you know, shiny white, matte white, thick matte white, but it's all white. Um, and <laughs> colors, I'm not that fond of white, white or white. So, you know, I like, and uh, so, yeah, it's just, just that selection, you know, that uniqueness that you can make something so much more your own. And um, yes. I think we've lost a little bit. So I'd like to yeah. see that's the one thing about, again, finding your vendor and coming in to sit with them and talk yeah. with them. And, and I think that what mm -hmm. surprises people a lot is how much more affordable it is. When you're coming in, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to yes. sit down with a designer and they're going to throw this price tag at me. That's going to make me, you know, drop mm -hmm. to the floor. That's not usually the case. Again, I think you're saying, you know, if this and you're if you're honest about your budget or you want to stay within your budget. Tell them what that is. And they're not going to like, I'm not going to show people things. I mean, you're saying you've seen invitations up to $15. I've seen invitations up to $30, $40 each, you know? We so heard, yeah. we heard one that was like 45 each. Yeah. yeah. Proper. It was a yeah. box. It was like, it was absolutely box, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. the craziest thing he, they, 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 he had ever done. And he's like, I will never do something like this mm -hmm. again. Cause it was just so bananas. Like there was no yeah. budget at all. So it was like, it was a dream for yeah. him to be able to do, but that's not realistic for most people. Most people that's are working within a budget. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I think if you, I think it's important just to, like with any of your vendors, go in, have a consult with them, chat yeah. with them. They're all, they're almost all consults are typically mm -hmm. free. It's cost you an hour of your time to go in <laughs> and have a chat. Yeah. And, and especially with what you do, I mean, yes, absolutely. Go and check all the colors, check all the stuff, you know? Yeah. I think it's, I think check it's so important to be able to do that. Check out the, absolutely. There's yeah. go beyond Pinterest, you know, like exactly. not, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Seeing all the stuff that everybody else has also seen, you know, yes. maybe yes. Yes. Yep. other yeah. people haven't seen. Now there is that kind of law of physics, unfortunately, just in the marketing world where the more you see something, 
And the more you become comfortable with it, because you've seen it so many times, the more you like it. So yes. trying to get people to choose mm -hmm. something outside of all those typical styles they see online is kind of difficult. Um, but for, for those people who come in and they're like, yeah, I don't necessarily want that because every website I open, whether it's Etsy or Minted or Shutterfly or whatever it is, they all have yeah. the same designs. And I just, I want something different. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it, it can be shockingly more affordable than some people think it is when they're doing it because, uh, yeah. you know, I already have the stock here. We have a streamlined way of doing things already. It's, it's mm -hmm. not, you know, we're not ordering or trying to source things every time a client comes in. We already have it here. So exactly there's right. a lot of things that actually make it more affordable when you're doing business locally with some, some of the local vendors than, than what people might think, you know, it's yeah. so it, they might be pleasantly surprised to, to just hunt yes. some local artists out and just find out what it's like to talk to them about possibilities again, rather than only asking about price. Yeah. So I, I hope that that's what a lot of people get out of this podcast, whether they come to me or any other designer for any aspect of their wedding, whether it's their yep. cake designer, their invitation designer, the decor, talk to people and and you know really that should be the fun of things i did have a quite an interesting discussion with someone recently about them not having time and this was a client and i have to say i, I know her maybe well enough or maybe not <laughs> to have had this conversation <laughs> with her but say she just doesn't have the time i don't have the time for this i you know so busy so i said well maybe if you didn't spend three hours on pinterest every night you would have the time to meet with See? them. <laughs> <See>? be, <laughs> That's true. Even if you don't hire those yeah. vendors, we know that you're not going to choose everyone. We know that you're going to yeah. see possibly three or four people for the same thing, and you're not mm -hmm. going to choose everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think people feel almost guilty that, oh, we've had a consultation with you. We've met you. We like you. But now we don't want to choose you. We want to choose somebody else whom we also liked. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad about that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Have fun on, with on yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, the the sooner you understand what that looks like, the better. Like, it's okay. Like, we tell this to our clients all the time. We're not the best fit for everyone, and that's totally fine. If you've met us and you're like, it's you know true. what, we actually met with somebody else, and we, we're just going to go with them – have fun. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad yeah. you found somebody that can help you. That's great. Exactly. There's a lot of really talented stationary artists out there. There's a lot of talented wedding planners that are out there. I'm like, it doesn't hurt our feelings. I'm just really glad that somebody's able to take care of you. That's, That's all right. I really care about in the end. Right. I'll feel guilty. You know, customer experience, like, please, I'm just, I'm so glad that you found somebody. Right. So absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, we love it. I love anybody love that it. wants to go in and check out your stuff, make an appointment. Cause I know it's by yes. appointment only, um, yep. currently right now. Yeah. So Touch, touch feel oh. all the paper it's so fun you usually get inspired to do something such else. a cool i, I love every, oh, time, every I time i go it. in there i always walk out yeah i'm like i have this idea and then you're like well here's other ones that are more awesome <laughs> <Yay>! it's like, <laughs> yes, let's do that thanks so much for being on our oh, yeah. show and uh we'll yeah. have to do this again we'll have to explore love it, love <laughs> it. all right guys <laughs> and until next time cheers. take care Bye. <laughs>
Us. Us. <laughs> <laughs>